like when you become the poster child for your mother's recently founded organization, ADHD and You? You are listening to the brilliance and blues of ADHD, episode one, and I'm your host, Catherine Quee. Today I'm talking with my son, Will Quee, who is now a sophomore at Oberlin Conservatory and College. Hi, Will. Hi. Thank you for being my first guest. Of course. Yeah, it's very, very nice of you. This interview was prompted by a few things that have happened since you've been home for a quick break this summer. You and I were driving home um, from an appointment yesterday, and I mentioned that others are so surprised with your comfort level just with my memoir and how you are the primary you know, this is called Raising Will. It's about you. You kind of spoke, I think my brother-in-law was asking you about how you feel about it. And can you talk a little bit about that, Will? I just think that Minnesota is like kind of people are more private about their lives up here. So it's just kind of an unusual thing that, so I think a lot of Minnesotans kind of pick up on that and are curious why I would allow anyone to write a book about me, which just is such a foreign idea, I think. To most of the people I'm around, mm-hmm. but I just don't really see the book as being about me in terms of what it's about, what it's really for, and what the purpose of it was. Like I think, while it is my life, it's not glorifying anything about me. It's not saying that I'm somewhat whiz kid or anything. It's just saying this is a kid who has ADHD. I'm a parent who who had a kid with ADHD. Let let's talk about it so that other parents and other kids can read this, and walk away with you know understandings and things that we've learned that can help them so i think that that's ultimately what it's for it's not it's not like it's just a book about about me it's so much more than that you're you're like a conduit you're like a a rorschach blot almost it's sort of like you represent a lot of what people deal with and one of the pieces of feedback that i received is wow you were so honest and again I've been a bit taken aback by that myself, just because that was what I was supposed to be trying to do with a memoir. But I think people are more surprised that you have been so comfortable. And, you know, I was even watching you the other day, Will, when you were getting your hair cut and you were talking to the lady. And I heard you talking about your job this last summer and how it was a good fit, how you have had other job experiences that weren't. And again, I was I was just... I think when I was 20, I would have been more private. So, you know, you spoke with this hairdresser about other jobs that weren't as easy for you and maybe speak a little bit about that. Because you told me I could have included that in the book, which, again, kind of surprised me. I just think that ADHD is like so much of it's just finding the right job, finding the right things, because there's just there are certain things that are just not appealing to someone with ADHD. And I think a lot of it's just like societal um, expectations are just really hard for people with ADHD to sometimes follow, just to follow through with and uphold. Like kind of, you're like, like, what about your, like being a cashier? <laughs> Talk about that. You had a cashier experience and it's just not for me. I mean, I probably most kids with ADHD would agree. What was bad about it for your ADHD brain? Well, it was well, one we were working, the place I was working was super, rigid and had a system that was really wild and they wanted you to remember all these little numbers 
for all these different produce items <laughs> instead of just being able to scan them across. Oh. So it was just like you're as an, as someone with ADHD, you know, like your interests are really easy. You can remember. It's not a. Me- it's not that your memory doesn't work. It's just your memory is more selective. Like I can remember all the facts I want about guitar and history, but you know, remembering the three-digit code for the small versus large bananas is oh. just not something that really works with your memory. And also, it's just um, just the sedentary nature of the position was really hard, and just also the feeling like I was slowly losing my soul was also really hard. <laughs> Society's expectations of kids is just really abnormal um, in the school system, too, where it's just like you're expected just to sit and remember a bunch of numbers when you're in like for someone with ADHD, like that's just not that combination is just not really possible for them to succeed in that. But, and yet, and yet you did ultimately, ultimately. but so I I mean, but at what it it took me, I had to change myself to be able to fit that. I had to change who I was. I had to become a medicated human being. I had to, um, I just couldn't be, I I just wasn't, I just became a serious person for a while Mm -hmm. that I don't think naturally 17, 16 year olds are. So it was just like, cause there's like this template child, like that they teach it like along a linear path for one specific type of kid who learns at a specific speed. And learns a specific way. And like there's just so many more types of people than that one person. And yeah. But we're trying to teach everyone like they're that kid. And it just doesn't make any sense. Because it's like what's right for one person just is not necessarily right for the other person. And I think that that's just like a big misunderstanding. Or kind of just over. It's really overlooked is really what it is. And I think that also goes for jobs. But the nice thing about jobs is you have a lot more of a choice in what job oh. you choose. So it's like, you know. I think I kind of had the expectation. It's like going working at Speedy Market, name drop, was um, kind of a rite (laughs) of passage in our neighborhood. It was, and I pressed you. You did. I pressed you to work there, and there's certain things as a parent that I really pressed. It's like I had to learn the hard way each with each thing too. Each time there was a new process. Thank goodness when you started middle school, I knew by visiting the middle school you went to that it's called Great River School, that they had, uh, like their theater was acting out Shakespeare. And I went in there and I thought, oh my gosh, this is for Will. And it wasn't even in a theater class. It was their English class. But most things, even though I'm in the profession, I had to learn the hard way too. You know, I wanted to see if you wouldn't mind talking about what worked, what job worked for you this summer and Mm -hmm. and why. Why did your job work? Well, I worked this summer as a camp counselor at YMCA Camp Wichiwagan. I was taking kids as pretty much a trail guide is what Mm -hmm. you would say. And I think that job worked for a variety of reasons. For one... I wasn't living at home, which I think was part, was, was, it was helped build with kids with ADHD. I think that just, um, independence from home is really important. I think for self-growth because a lot of times families get, families are you, who are used to an ADHD child often over accommodate that child and they're so used to doing it because they've done it that kid's whole life. Right. And then it doesn't always allow that kid the space that they necessarily need to grow. Not saying that the home isn't a comfortable and nourishing environment. It's just not necessarily pushing them out of their comfort zone, which is what everyone 
needs. And that's ultimately what this camp is all about. And what I, that's what I was doing for young men was pushing them out of their comfort zones by taking them on trips. And, the, you know, also... Like little people, 11 all the way up to... 11 all the way up to 15 for yeah. me this year. It gets older than that. And I think it was just, it was also just a really good, you know, the hyperactive quote part of ADHD is totally met. In this camp setting, a lot of the traits that are often mm-hmm. really dis- kind of can be disastrous for someone with ADHD is, are actually can prove pretty useful. Like lots and like, especially with kids that are, because kids love, kids need someone with a lot of energy yeah. to really keep going, to keep them occupied. And sometimes a little bit of that childish sense of fun and eccentricity that comes with ADHD is really enjoyable for kids to be a part of. I think also... You know, you only have, in this job, you have certain things to focus that you need to focus on, but it's much more, it's much more loose. Like, you just have to keep track of, keep track of where the kids are, keep, and take, take care of their needs, yes. take care of food needs, but it's all very tactile Okay. Um, things. It's not as like, and you're doing it all as a group. It's just also nice because you're working as kind of as a team. Yes. And so you have other people with you who can kind of help you help kind of take care of your blind, some of your blind spots. You spoke about how some of the kids, you even wonder if you got some of the kids with more symptoms of ADHD. Because of the, I think the camp, I do believe in my interview, I told the camp that I have ADHD and talked to them about that when they were wondering why they should hire me, which is kind of in a funny Normally, that's not the first thing you go to. <laughs> Did you? You, you talked about it in when your When you interview. want to get a job. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did talk about it in my interview. And I just said that I think that having been someone who struggled to... Um, I can relate more to the kids who need who need more help. Yes. Need more... Just more... Need someone who's really patient. Or need someone who um, gets it. And that and gets that they're not trying to be annoying or difficult that it's just there's certain that their brain just works different a little bit differently and that's and I think that because there's definitely people who work at that camp who aren't who I have seen be a little bit too hard on some of the more spacey okay kids and it's just like you know as someone who was that kid it's just hard to see that because you you probably I, I know what it's like to be getting in trouble and just not having any way to not yeah right just being like like, okay you know okay this is because you told me one of your campers lost his water bottle a lot and he first of all didn't bring one second of all didn't bring it he didn't even bring one to camp and then when he got to camp he forgot the one you helped him get and that he had a hard time keeping track of his stuff, but you really hard time, really hard. What did, what, how did you kind of have to search within yourself hard to be patient or? Well, there was definitely times where my patience was tested, like in terms of, but when he opened up to me about having ADHD. Oh, he did have, he told you that? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. He told me. And then, uh, it was just like, I was able to connect with him on just a whole cool new level and talk to him a little bit about my experience you know i didn't just i didn't shove it in his face kind of like my my take on what adhd is like but at the same time it was just a definitely some shared understanding and it was hard like one morning we packed up camp 
had been paddling for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, I left something at the campsite. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> part of me really wanted to be like, we're not going back, dude. I don't care what the hell you left at the campsite. <laughs> but then there's, but then he was like, it's like a thousand dollars worth of markers. So he said, which is just. It's probably impossible to have a thousand dollars worth of markers. But I could tell that, you know, I don't know. I just, I was like, okay, we're going to turn around and go get it. So it was just. Were you solo um, counselor on that? Yeah, I was solo counselor. I think that that was definitely not a move that a lot of counselors would have made. Going back. Going back for his markers. (laughs) But at the same time, as someone who forgets things, it's just, and who, I just kind of had that. I don't know. It's just like, okay, dude, you're, st- I'm still mad at you, but <laughs> I get it. But I get it. And you told me, <laughs> you also told me that you feel people have been patient with you. Some people have been like, like little guardian. I mean, this is my word. You haven't said guardian angel, but some people have been very sweet to you and you, you feel like you want to be that person at times for others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely know that, that how much of a difference supportive, understanding people who don't patronize you can be or who don't just think of you, you know, who, who give you a chance to yeah. and who get that you're different and don't think about difference as bad. They don't immediately equate that because there's just a lot of people who are not, they just aren't able to accept different as good or mm-hmm. different as okay. It's just different is bad. Yeah. And it's like they might not even know that they think that way, but you can know when you have ADHD that they think that way. They use words like spaz or, or you know, that's or like they just, or maybe they're dismissive of people with autism or there's just like, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like these little, little, little signs where you're just like, they don't understand it. So they, and they're not trying to, they yeah. just, it's different. They just kind of dismiss it. Yeah. Oh, another example for that is that'd be like, they use the word ADHD out of context. Oh, you like, know what I mean? They'll be like, that kid is just so ADD or ADHD. And it's just a little bit like, you don't, you don't know that in the way it should be used, which is just like, just another kind of trait or just another part of a the person. They're using it as much more of like almost derogatory as like all people with ADHD are spastic, out of control. Uh huh crazy people. Yeah. Well, it must make you want to keep your thoughts to yourself about your diagnosis sometimes. Oh yeah. And I think also coming out about the diagnosis definitely makes you worried that people are going to think that you're defiant. I don't know. Or like childish. Cause um, I feel like when people, a lot of people I think have a, a notion that people with ADHD are just like really childish kind uh-huh. of like clowns. Um, <laughs> well, you know, well, like you said earlier, One of the best things about people with ADHD is their playfulness. And that brings us to a perfect close. Thanks for joining me on the brilliance and blues of ADHD. My guest today was Will Queen. You can find out more about me at my website, KQADHD and you. And that's and, A-N-D, and the letter U.com. And until we meet again, just remember that each of us has our own brilliance. Sometimes it just takes a while to find it.